the comic book pit. Okay. Nothing crazy, just in, you know, enjoying a nice whiskey sour. Nice, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy, enjoy one once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very interesting, maybe the most interesting person on podcasting. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't often podcast, but when I do, it's about comic books. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't even say that. You, you're, you have a, yeah. That's your portfolio, part of your portfolio of <laughs> podcast. So. That's true. Yes, too many to too many to list. <laughs> but the most important one is the one we always come back to, and that's the comic book pit. Yeah. And this is episode two forty one. I'm Dan. I'm the Duke, aka Scott. Um, and this is our home. <laughs> yes, this is yeah. this is it. This is our our this is the mothership. <laughs> The one we always come back to. Dan, we're home. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just um, just us tonight. Uh, we've got Jared and Sean are both on assignment, not together. Not that there's anything wrong uh, with that, but special ops. Yeah, yep. send them out. They're uh, taking measurements for the wall. <laughs> for the wall. <laughs> yeah. We we sent them to the southwest to uh <laughs> with just just the two of them in a in a in a six foot measuring tape. So they just have to keep marking it and then moving it and, and mark it and move it. And keep track of how many times they do that. <laughs> Watch out for coyotes, boys. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, uh topical humor. There you go. Yeah. See gotta, that way it tells you. You gotta people. laugh. It tells them when, yeah. Yeah, you gotta laugh. You gotta laugh, otherwise you'll cry. So. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's been way too many tears lately. <laughs> and sometimes my wife cries, but a <laughs> Hey. Hey. Uh, so, yeah. So, so, um, so the, the CW shows are back. Yeah, um, I watched, I watched The Flash. That's the only one I watched. I watched Supergirl, The Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow. Well, I didn't have enough strength to watch Arrow yet. No, you know but, you got to wait to see if somebody's going to hype it up. <laughs> yeah. But, but okay, but I have, I already have thoughts, and and oh. not not specific about each episode, but just broad stroke thoughts about each series. Okay. Currently, I'm going to say 
Supergirl is actually my favorite series. Okay. It used to be Flash. Flash, but now Flash is down a notch. Flash is probably my number two. Yeah. It probably goes Flash. I'm sorry, Supergirl, Flash. Um, I'm going to go Arrow and then Legends. Legends is rock bottom for me. Yeah. Um, but so, so here's, here's what I'm feeling about these shows. Um, other than Supergirl, which I, I still find utterly charming and just a lot of fun. Each show is now, it's like, it's got its thing and, and it's, I feel like even the Flash is being dragged down by, like, okay, for example, Arrow's thing is always, like, grim and gritty and the stupid island flashbacks. Right. And everyone's always pissed at each other. Yeah, they always, they only ever remember things from exactly five years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's Arrow's thing. Yeah. The Flash's thing now is, it's... It's still kind of witty and funny. Sometimes a little too witty. You know what I mean? A little, little too quirky, a little too snarky, yeah. whatever. Suffers a little from Buffy syndrome. But that's yeah. okay. It's still written really well. Um, but now, like, at least once an episode, half the characters are pissed at each other. Right. And every episode is like, what are we going to do about the future? Yeah. We can't, you know, or if like one episode, they're like, Barry, stop messing with the future. And then the next episode, Barry, you've got to fix the future. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it guys? Boy, right. that's, that's yeah. I didn't even, that didn't even occur to me this week when I watched it, but that's very true. I, I they, were, they were all bitching at him all season. Yeah. And now they're like, well, now we're going to have to change it. So everybody, Everybody take a piece and try to mess it up. Right. Now that now try that they know it. that now that they know that Iris is in danger. Yeah. You know, her her imminent death. Now it's like, oh shit, we got to fix things now. Yeah, basically they were jacked because because Barry changed the timeline out from under them. And Yeah, and rightfully so. But you know what I think's weird about that is like just because somebody tells you that it could have been another way. Mhm. Like, I can't believe they're mad at or holding it against them. You know, like, yeah. even, even uh, what's his name? He said his brother's dead because of the timeline change. Mm-hmm. But you don't, you know, like, you you never lived in the other timeline. So how can you be mad at him for, for something right. you never had? Well, not only that, you but know? there was, like, at, throughout this series, his brothers all were already been in, like, mortal danger twice. Yeah, just just by the sheer fact of being Cisco's brother and the association with the Flash and Star Labs. Yeah, he's already like been like jacked up a couple of times. Um, and then huh. Legends of Tomorrow is just this is you know this is the problem with a, a time travel series. Every episode is oh, where are we time jumping this week? Up, we're gonna yeah. screw something up. We're gonna fix it. We're gonna move on. Yeah, and, it's and, and and I don't feel like there's a like okay, and and the villains 
it's like, are, do we only have two villains? Do we only have, or three villains? Do we only have Malcolm Merlin, Damian Dark, and now Reverse Flash? Are you serious that she's on it? Yeah. It's so like, they, I'm tired of these guys. So they took villains from another show. Yeah. And just put them, like they couldn't even come <laughs> up with their own? But like, and, Come on. Well, see, that's the thing. At least the season one had Vandal Savage. Yeah. But now... Well, even they're... he was introduced in the other shows. Right. You know, just it, as a... Yeah, and that was how they did it, and that's yeah. fine. But, yeah. But now, yeah, it's like they've got Damian Dark and um, Malcolm Merlin and Reverse Flash. Um, but what's what, what makes me laugh is these two guys, they're like their own uh, thugs. Like, they do all their own dirty work. They don't even have, like, minions. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, it, it really, it, it to me, it lessens their impact as big bads because... Oh, yeah. They're not. Like, they're... They're, they're not moving the chess pieces. They are the chess pieces. Right. They're running yeah. around chasing the legends and the legends are chasing them and they're shooting at each other and they're fighting each other <laughs> with everyone's got the same karate moves, you know, yeah. the same, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's like, can you give us some, some, someone different, some different antagonists? I think this is all the, all these reasons I think is why I, I actually, I think with this year I just came, I just decided I had enough of the WB shows, mm-hmm. like there was too many, and I got rid of everything and just like I'll just go with the Flash, mm-hmm. and I think that's why is because they are all very similar in that that what like overly dramatic, you know right. everybody's yeah everybody's highly emotional and then all of a sudden at the end of the episode they you know they figure out a, a quick you know a fix. Yeah, at like, least eh. at least it was mildly interesting when Cisco hated Barry. Yeah, because they were such tight buds up until that point, and then his his indifference is really bothering me. You know, Cisco's mm-hmm. because it's like okay, he you know he hated Barry. You know, when the timeline changed. And then now he's sort of at a at a midpoint. Yeah, it's they're like, they're they're kind of okay again. Yeah, it, it's like it didn't. You know, they he's moved on. Oh, and then everybody's okay too because even uh, the the Harry Potter dude is okay, okay enough that they're like, yeah, we'll make him part of the team. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Tom Felton, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah in the latest episode, he's part of the. The, the the star that, well, that, that 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 was something that made me laugh even from the first season it's like within six episodes everybody knew who the flash was yeah <laughs> i think i think iris was like the last one to know right but i think it's, so too it's like every every new character they introduce are like hey <laughs> before you get too comfortable we got to tell you something this guy over here the tall skinny guy he's the flash and then he's like, hey. And then they're like, oh, okay, Barry. I guess I didn't understand before. <laughs> What's funny to me is this current, the newest episode, they opened up with uh, Barry having a nightmare about Iris, and he wakes up and he's next to Iris in bed. 
Mm-hmm. And me, I'm I'm thinking like, wait, when did they get together? Because I can't remember anymore because of the timeline stuff. Right. That they're they're even a couple. And um, because they made that joke where he's like, I kissed her twice and both times got erased, you know, <laughs> and it's like, oh, wait, so, so wait, now they're a couple, but are they to get, you know, is this just something they're going to wash away? You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah, the, um, I actually think that the episodes are kind of slow, um, in general, that the, um, the drama has become so heavy in the flash that yeah. Yeah, I'm actually like, Oh good. It's a commercial, you know, <laughs> there's, there's definitely been a change in the, yeah. the tone. And, and again, I think that goes back to everyone's so concerned about fixing the future or saving the future or, Which, you know, it, they're, they're, they're really not, <sighs> Which, making any effort to like move a sto- move the story forward other than it's the future problem. Yeah. Which through just talking this out just now you actually made me think that okay, so they were mad that he changed the past. <laughs> you know, he went back and changed it. But they're okay with him going forward and change, you know, or basically working in the present to change the future. So it makes me think that at some point they're going to say, um, you know, go back and change it again or s- something. There's going to be something where they are going to be okay. Or they're going to understand that Barry, you know, like just because he went in the past and changed the present, mm-hmm. it's no different than them working in the present to change the future. You know, it's just on a slide, you know, like they're, they're still changing something that they think the outcome should be a different way. So I don't know. And that's, and if the final destination movies have taught us anything, it's that you can't outrun, you know, you can't outrun yeah, fate. That's right. I mean, maybe things are still going to happen the way they happen. Those rates, those time rates will come and get you. Yeah. They'll take <laughs> you out. But, <laughs> um, Oh, and, and real quick, and I just because I forgot about it, but a another technically a comic book show is debuting tonight on the CW, and that's Riverdale. Oh, that's right. I did set I set the DVR for that one. Yeah, that's the um, yeah. It's the Archie Gang. It, it kind of it, it, but it looks it's a, you know it's going to be a, a darker tone. It's almost like Dawson's Creek means meets Veronica Mars or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. Give it a try. Um, why not? Yeah. We'll see what, what they have. Um, could be interesting. Yeah. And that's what I think too, is like, I, I grew tired of, I think because the four, the four CW superhero shows are too similar to me as far as like their, that drama, um, mm-hmm. push thing. Which is why I decided I'd watch just one of those, and then I'd watch Gotham, which is, you know, completely bonkers. <laughs> um, and then, you know, that, that's why I thought, like, well, maybe this Riverdale one would be something different. Like, maybe it will have a different feel. Yeah. To try it. I'll give it a try. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, well, I was going to ask if you were still uh, still with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
Yeah, I you know what I watched. I really like the the Ghost Rider story. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're doing the. Uh, what is that? Oh, the um, the, LMD, uh, the LMD life, life model yeah. decoy. The LMD story, and so far I'm not real excited about it. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's you know I mean, it, but, how many times have we seen the the uh, artificial intelli- intelligence games? Right. You know, sentience. You, you could already guess the twist. There's got to you know there's a twist, and can you guess what it is? Because to me it's it's as plain as day. The well, twist. I, okay, go no, ahead. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? <laughs> okay. You have an idea? We're putting all our cards on the table. Um, uh, let's find out. I think there's another mole or another LMD. There is that we don't know about. There is. There is. Do you know who it is? I don't. I'll tell you with a guess. The scientist that actually created the LMD. That guy. Oh, you he's think a, he's okay? He's an LMD and he doesn't even know it because. Think about it, like the girl, you know, the, I can't, I, I don't, I can't remember their names offhand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to look them up. <laughs> was it like, was it like Ada or something? Or? Yeah, Ada. That's right. All right, because when they ended the season, Ada was the one who read that book, um, and they show her actually redesigning her brain. Yes. Um, with that arcane magic kind of thing. And then they come to this season, and she's totally docile again. Like, that that doesn't follow, you know? And then mm. the science, or, you know, the, the creator guy hatches this plan. But I think what she did is she's actually, you know, tied him up somewhere or killed him, created an LMD of him to uh, carry out her plans to find that book. Hmm. And that she's just playing it on the, hey, I don't know what's going on, um, you know, and everything's an act for her now at this point because I think she's advanced. This is my my whole, this is just totally a hunch, but it's just the whole thought that if they play it straight the way it is, it's not going to be that cool. But if they do it where, like, they do a twist and they're like, oh my god, he's an LMD, and who's real? I don't know what's real anymore, you know. Then I'd be like, oh, yeah, all right, this is sweet. So, okay. just a guess. Yeah. All right, well, well, we've got that recorded, so we... <laughs> um, and just for funsies, I will take a stab okay. and say who I think the other mole is. And... Oh, boy. So many crappy characters to choose from. Yeah. Um... Um, well, the uh, the new director's too obvious. Yeah, he's not. He has a storyline. Yeah, he's got his own thing going on. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I will say. Uh, what the heck? I'll say Fitz. I could see that. Fitz. That's, that's the dude, right? Yeah, Fitz is Fitz. I always is, get uh... I always get Fitz and Simmons confused. I, I will say this too. My hunch is based on last week. I didn't watch one this week yet, so I don't even know what happened this week. Um, you mean like 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 literally this week's episode? Yeah, this week's yeah. Episode. I, I didn't watch it yet either. Okay, but we know that where it left off, that Fitz was actually still. I'll, I'm going to say this. 
Fitz was futzing around. <laughs> yeah, with that, with the head of that other Ada, the one that they all thought was the the one that used the book. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, "Oh, that's such a shame that Ada Virgin One is destroyed," and that's what I mean. Is I think the Ada that's still back at the office, you know, back at home, is the one that's actually pulling all the strings. But anyway, maybe yeah, yeah, maybe fits because he's so fascinated by that that head that he wants to get it working again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good guess. I would say okay. that. All right, we'll see. We'll see who's <laughs> we'll see who's right. That's uh, right. Probably gonna be you because you uh, you took you took the good answer. I I, <laughs> I dwell on this stuff way too much. That's well, that's hey, that's cool, man. <laughs> I, that's I what. Really do. You know, if 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 it weren't for for the dreamers like you, we we wouldn't have blogs and websites and <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the um, speculation. Well, speaking um, of uh, speculation and uh, dreaming the impossible dream, yeah. you said you wanted to talk about um, some comic book stores. Yeah, um, yeah, I had this new thought about. Oh, you know what I did. I'm going to throw this out there because we're a comic book pit. Yes. You know, short for Pittsburgh, typically. Um, but, uh, you know, but anybody can listen to us and get what we're saying. Sometimes um, sometimes it's the, the pit of conversation that we fall into. Oh. That it's yeah, the, that's very the, true. the bottomless pit where we have to dig ourselves back out. That is true. That That's true. That's why that logo shows the guy falling, <laughs> falling into the audio. Yep. Um so anyway, I was updating the website, and I don't know when, you know, what I thought of first, what got me into this thinking. But I was like, hey, you know what I haven't done is I haven't been to every com- comic book store in Pittsburgh, and there are many. There are cer- yeah, there certainly more are more than twenty, maybe thirty. There may be thirty stores in this area, which is crazy. But so on. Saturday, I just decided, you know, hey, let's plot a course and we'll go out on Route 28 and we'll check out some stores. And um, I just want to kind of give shout outs to some stores. Cool. So uh, nothing nothing too grand, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. so, and this is going to be probably more for the Pittsburgh people, but um, but I'll just say generally speaking, um, there's a there's a new store. I heard about it on Facebook somehow called Pop Culture Comics and it's located in Glenshaw, PA. Um, and it's more of a toy store. So I, I was like, oh, I got to check this out. So we went, you know, me and, me and the wife mm-hmm. and uh, we we went to the store and basically though they have brand new comic books on the shelf so I was I was like oh that's cool because I I had no idea so um, the guy was really nice talked to us quite a bit about comics and and toys and stuff like that but he he's just he's basically one of these guys that you see it at shows that's a vendor and sells you know most of the pop culture top type toy stuff mm-hmm. um, but he's got a good um, selection of new comics. And he's got tons of back issue boxes that, and, you know, side note, he hasn't sorted them all out yet. 
So there's actually some gems. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you if you're that's if fun. you're feeling up to it, you know, the reason to go would be that, like to dig through his old boxes and pull some gems out. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we stopped there first. Um, but yeah, good good store, and then uh, uh, then we went to Arkham Gift Shop, which is uh, this guy's name's Jeff. He's been a friend of mine for years. But I've only, this is only, I think, maybe the second time I've been to his store. Um, but, man, uh, he has good deals. Okay, so he's a comic book store on um, in Allison Park, Pennsylvania. And uh, Arkham Gift Shop, you know, it's a play on words. He, he said maybe I should have been a little more on the, on the nose with his, <laughs> you know, and said comic books or something. Right. But uh, um, good little store. He the the thing to look for there is his five pack deals or six pack deals. Um, basically, okay. after a yeah, story, I would say you're gonna have to explain that. Yes. Um, after a book's been on the shelf for a few months, like for instance, the one I picked up was Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just gonna buy an issue, a random issue of Harley Quinn. Because they had a Frank Cho cover. And I was like, I really like this cover. He goes, oh, he goes, oh, I must have just put those into the five packs. And I'm like, what's that mean? He goes, well, the last five issues were all Frank Cho covers, and I put them all together for sale. He goes, and I take 20% off of those. Cool. And I was like, really? And he's like, (laughs) yeah, here. And he pulls one out of the pile. And so I get five issues of Harley Quinn for 20% off the cover. Nice. And I was like, that's awesome. So, like, he's super, super cool dude, like, totally laid back kind of dude, and, uh, and has great deals at his store. So, um, and now I'm going to give a shout out to D&E Collectibles. It's in Sharpsburg, PA, and they are primarily a toy store. But since we're a comic book podcast, I will just mention that they have back issue boxes. Um, I think they've acquired through, you know, having people bring stuff into their store, mm-hmm. bringing toys and stuff and um, getting rid of things. But they actually have, uh, you know, some some pretty good back issues to, to go through and check out. So if you're in the area, might be worth your while. And then finally on our journey, we went out to the old... The old faithful, we should call it, um, New Dimension Comics. <laughs> in uh, oh my God, what what's this called? There's so many. What what New area? New Dimension Comics in Pittsburgh Mills. Oh, the Mills. Okay. Yeah, the Mills. Um, the the hundred dollar mall, we'll call it. <laughs> um, but uh, dude, that store is just amazing. Um, it's a huge store, what, 2,000 square feet or more or whatever, mm-hmm. um, tons of stuff. I found, you know, I just reaching into dollar boxes or $3 back issue boxes and finding gems, you know, like uh, variant cover editions that you can never find anywhere else. You know, it was, I was like, and they even have some, they had some vintage Star Wars toys there, you know, like just little things. 
but uh, it was awesome. So, um, so that was our journey on for, on uh, Saturday, you know, like hitting all the stores out that way. But um, you know, out of the you know, there was four stores. Never been to two be two of them before, and I'd go back to all four, of course. Nice. So, so that's my my quick review, and I, I'm going to keep doing this at some point, you know, like picking a direction basically and trying to cover everything, because there's still plenty of stores in the area I have not been to. So. Oh, same here. I mean, I I feel bad that I still have not been to Phantom of the Attic in um, Monroeville. Yeah, that's a great store. And I live ten minutes away from Monroeville. <laughs> that's Jared's. That's yeah, Jared's that's, home base. That, that, yeah. that's that's his haunt. And um, yeah. And there's the the place in um, Murraysville. Infinity. Infinity. That I I tried to go there once. They're closed on Sundays. Ah. Yeah. Last. I know. Um, that guy's name's Alvin. That runs that store. That was the first comic store I ever shopped at in Pittsburgh believe it or not. Cool. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, also, because on our website, for anybody listening, um, we have uh, a Google map on the sidebar, and it has all the stores marked in the Pittsburgh area. So if, if there's one I don't have on here, somebody let us know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Um, one I, I'd like to give a shout out to is uh, Southside Comics on yeah. on Carson Street in Pittsburgh's historic and super fun um, Southside, and um, it's a it's a fairly new store. I think he's been there. Maybe this, he's going on his second year. Yeah, but it's I mean he 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 has a really nice shop. It's really it's clean. It's well organized. Um, very comfortable. Uh, I think he, he actually, he was only in his first location, like maybe a year, year and a half. And he actually moved to a, a another location still on Carson street, just a fur, further down. That's what I was going to ask. If you were at the new location, I've, I've been to both. No, you've been to both. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is it, it's an up, upgrade um, or same. Cause their, their original store was nice. Yeah, I, I feel like this. I feel like he didn't really. Maybe he got more space. I think when when I was there, he was still. Uh, I don't think he had his back set up, which is I think where his back uh, issues were. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has good stuff in there too mm -hmm. for back issues. Yeah, and and when the weather's nice, I, I've um, he'll have his dollar books out like right out on the street. Yeah, on the sidewalk, and I'll uh, I've I've cruised a couple times and gotten some good deals in fact i picked up i found one of jared's own comics in there nice for a buck and and uh, i i was like texting him like do you want this and he's like yeah because i don't have any more prints of that particular issue so oh that's awesome i bought it i bought it back for him for a buck and it was like you know <laughs> a little recovery yeah it's kind of cool um but um no but he you cool. know he's you know it's it, it, and we've said this on i mean since the the dawn of this show We've always reveled in, like, what an embarrassment of riches we have in this town. Oh, yeah. That we have so many comic book stores in, like, almost literally every direction. Yeah, it's, it's um, amazing. And uh, obviously a little more concentrated 
in the in and around the city. But even as you go out a little further, there's still some great shops. And yeah, I I haven't been to all of them. And that you're you're right, Scott. I think that's something that we should you know we should focus on this year is maybe you know maybe showing some love to these uh, these guys and girls that are just doing you know hey yeah you know, I they're doing the Lord's work as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I was gonna just say that you yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah I think that's uh, um it, I was gonna say too uh, Elwood City the new Dimension Comics in Elwood City they're doing their their uh, dollar book basement sale oh, on man. Saturday I'll yeah. tell you what if you've never been to one of their basement sales uh Get thee to the comic store. Yeah, <laughs> it is worth it. Amaze balls. It's yeah, it's crazy. It's insane, but it's but it's but in a way, it's not. It's like it because the the basement sale, it's like I I don't even know. How, I mean, it's the 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 basement is like goes almost the entire length of the actual store itself. Oh, which is this huge. It's, it's huge. Huge. It's, like, it's practically yeah. a warehouse. It's a warehouse. Yeah, and. Everything is alphabetized. Yeah, that is the best part. Yeah, of the uh, of the basement. And you can, I mean, and and they have deals where you can like, you can fill what like you can fill a long box for what like a hundred. Like it might be two hundred, I believe. Yeah, and if I remember sh- right. And like a short box for like a hundred bucks or fifty bucks. I, I forget what the Something pricing like is. That. But yeah, they'll, they'll cut you a deal. Yeah, like if you want to stuff a box. You can stuff a box if you don't care. If you want to get as many comics into oh, a yeah. box as you can, you can stuff a box yeah. and yeah, pay. Just wiggle it and get yeah. some more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take them out of the bags, fold them up. Who cares? You want to, you know, you want to get your money's worth. They'll cut you a deal. Yeah, because that's uh, that chain of stores has no shortage of. Oh, I mean, new dimensions. Comics. New Dimension Comics is infamous, you know, um, having tractor trailers full of comic books. Oh yeah, they have they have another warehouse that's not even open to the public, except one time we got we did get to go, uh, but also in Elwood City they have another a completely other building that just has comics in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so they're. If they're opening up the basement, what is that once a year that they open it to the public? I think they do it twice a year, or maybe twice. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think they do it. They do it in uh, like January or February, and then they do it sometime I think later on in the fall. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's oh, it's crazy. Because yeah, you can. I mean, if you if you know the guy, like I I try to I try to go to all the stores, and know everybody. You know, I think it's I think it's important to have the community. Um. But like you go to the basement sale and you'll see everybody's like, I can fill, you know, like other comic book stores are like, I can fill out my list, mm-hmm. you know, for for my boxes, oh, for yeah. my, you know, for my people at my store. Look, you know? from from I, I've I don't work there as as frequently as I did a couple of years ago, but I still have a relationship with New Dimension Comics. I, I worked there mm-hmm. for a long time. I can tell you firsthand. There are comic retailers that come from other states, and yeah. make a, they'll, they make a weekend yeah. out of it. They go to every single store. They have their list, yeah. and they they stock their stores from 
New Dimensions stock. And the reason why is because New Dimension buys they'll buy an entire store. Right. Like they, if a store is closing, they'll buy their entire back stock. Yep. And yeah. and, and and the owner of uh, Todd McDevitt, I mean he yeah. you know, he's great. Like he will I mean he's like a friend to the comic book retailer. Like he oh, will, yeah. it's like if if you're cool, like and you you're like, hey Todd, like I need, you know, I, I'm trying to, you know, like they'll they'll he'll cut deals, he'll work with you. I mean, he's you know he's a cool dude. Yeah, yeah. Also, the uh, founder of the Three Rivers Comic Con, so you know, yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah, which is coming up in just a few short months. Right. So yeah, it doesn't mean yeah. It's uh, don't mind talking talking them up a little bit. Yeah, actually, um, not to get too far off topic, we can mm-hmm. we can move on after this, but um. Uh, a month or two ago, I was talking with John Engel, who's the um, man at arms. Oh, uh, he's he's like yeah, he's like but, the. Uh, I mean, he's like the second in command. He's yeah. The, if Todd's uh, if Todd's Mr. Prince Adam, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's the uh, general manager of all the stores, and um, we were talking about getting him on the show. Um, yeah, closer yeah, right. to to Three Rivers, so we you know so they could uh, talk it up and tell us all the great stuff that we can expect and who's going to be there and you know I mean it was such a great show last year I I can't even imagine this you know what this year is going to be like. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited that uh, uh, Mark Wade's going to be there. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't think I realized that. You didn't realize that? No. Well, now you're Mark realizing. Wade, though, is he's he's so funny. It shows. Oh, and he's I mean he's written some of some of the best comics in the past twenty years, and oh, some of my favorite. Yeah. I mean, oh, the Daredevil stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I, I've I've got my my Kingdom Come issues ready. Oh, nice. To get him to sign them. Now he's the one that does the uh, this his signature or trademark is to. Like if you hand him a sketchbook, he'll write some dialogue in a balloon. Oh no, kidding! I think that's him. I think he's the one that does that. That's cool. Like, cause he's like, hey, I'm not an artist, and he'll, so he'll just like write a, a blurb real quick in, you know, like a couple words, mm-hmm. and then put a balloon around it. And he's like, there you go. That's what I draw, because he's a writer. So, um, he used to do that. He used to come to the Pittsburgh Comic Con way back when, and I thought it was him that did that. Um, but uh, I digress. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Well, uh, should we move on to some comic talk? Sure. Okay. We haven't been talking about comics. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, actual comics. <laughs> oh yeah, now we're actual comic books. It's like we flew over the terrain and now we're honing in. Yeah. <laughs> Targeting. Stay on target. <laughs> um. Well, I'll go. I'll go first if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Uh, you know, everything I, I have to talk about, I, I'm not going to go in too much detail just because um, a lot of these are just uh, great books that, that deserve to be read. I don't want to give too much away on, on any one title. But um, I recently caught up on the first four issues of Star Trek Boldly Go from IDW. Which is a, which I believe is a anthology 
series. So it's it's going to be you know different creators, uh, different uh, casts of characters from throughout all the Star Trek series. Uh, the first one, the first four issues, focuses on the the current movie crew. So the oh, okay. the Chris Pine, Kirk, and okay. Zachary Quinto, Spock, and all those guys. What's cool is it takes place. This the series takes place like maybe six months after the events of the movie Star Trek Beyond. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now I don't know if you've it, it, I you haven't seen it. I, you, I did. Just... I just saw it a couple weeks ago. Okay, so it, it's not really a spoiler because I think they show it pretty substantially in the preview. Um, the Enterprise is destroyed basically in that right, movie. right. So this picks up with the crew of the Enterprise, and they're kind of splintered a little. Um, Kirk is captaining a ship called the Endeavor, and it's just a it, it's a shorter mission like a one or two year mission like a survey mission and he's just like a interim commander uh the i forget what they said um the ship's original commander you know why he wasn't there but but basically kirk is captaining the the endeavor and he has uh uh dr mccoy is with him and i believe I believe Chekhov is with them as well. Oh, okay. Um, Spock and Uhura are, I, I don't know if you, you can't really call it a vacation, but they're on uh, New Vulcan. I guess he's he's like he's like on a sabbatical. Yeah. So he's on, those two are on New Vulcan. Um, Sulu is the second officer on an, um, another ship. And Scotty is... Uh, lecturing ca- uh, cadets, so that's that's where everybody is, and they they introduce a couple new characters. Like uh, Kirk has a has a new second officer who is um, part Romulan, so that's kind of interesting mm. because you know typically Romulans are not well liked or even trusted in just about any of the Star Trek universes, you know. The movies take, you know, they take the already established characters and alien species and old storylines, and they put a twist on them. Well, now the main uh, antagonist in this one is a very, uh, I don't even know if there's a way I can say this without spoiling it, (laughs) but... Go ahead. Well, I'll just say the... Last line. So, um, the the ship that Sulu is on, the his uh, the USS Concord, they are attacked while they're they're trying to render aid. They get a distress call and they're attacked. Well, they send out a, dis- dis- a distress signal, and Kirk's ship, the Endeavor, is the closest one. So, um, by the time they get there, um, Sulu's ship is just torn to, to pieces they managed to rescue some of the crew including Sulu and he's kind of jacked up but he's a little lucid and you know they're trying to 
get him to talk, say, like, what happened. And the only thing he said is, they said, resistance is futile. Oh. Or futile. Yeah. So, it's, it's the Borg. Oh. But, the Borg. It, it's pretty cool. Um, interesting. Yeah. I know there's been some, you know, like, I'm not a big Star Trek fan, but I do, I do like the new movies probably mm-hmm. more than any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, you know, I have other friends that are big Star Trek fans and they're, they've griped about the, um, the time, the time when things happen. Um, the idea was that the, the, the first of the new movies, the reboot was, basically in the same age of the 60s TV show. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then the second movie dealt with Khan, which took place in the 80s movies. And I guess, or not, well, I won't even say 100%, right? I no, mean, was there some Khan stuff back in the day, too? Well, that, that, that's where he, Khan originated in the 60s the, TV show. Okay, that's what it was. They they, um, they they brought him back as a like kind of a follow up in that movie. It wasn't like that's the first time he appeared. Okay. They were right. they were they okay. were following up from the events of that episode, which was called uh, Space Seed. Okay, that's it. Yep. So they so then the movie is supposed to take place in that '60s era where Khan was first introduced. Then. Mm-hmm. So, but then they dealt with the whole. Uh, yeah, they kind of went in the direction of the movie then. Um, so people were just kind of like, well, all right, so now you've got, you know, you're you're referencing 60s con, but you're doing stuff that 80s con did, you know. And then that kind of caused some discourse, I guess, among fans. But uh, yeah, but now this – what? I was going to say, yeah, you're, you're always going to get that. Yeah. And now if they're introducing the Borg, you know, they're still in a 60s, we'll even say a 70s time, in a timeline era kind of thing. Um, You know, but now they're meeting the Borg already? Like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, it's just, what's fun about this this timeline is that, I mean, A, it's an alternate timeline, so they can... Yeah, the rules are broke. Yeah, they they, they can do whatever they want and B they can you know they can put whatever whatever spin they want on it because I mean that would be like you know um getting mad because the 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 mirror universe wasn't quite like yeah you know the 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 regular stuff it's like oh by the way guys we're telling stories about people flying around in spaceships well, so, it's just, it's, it's like, I mean, take, it's, take it easy, you know, <laughs> it's exactly, yeah, no, you got to take it all, you got to take it all in stride. You're either, um, you're either going to enjoy it or you're not. Otherwise you're going to be all bent out of shape. Like Cisco is on the flash. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause it is essentially the same idea, right? I mean, he, he rebooted and now they're mad at him for rebooting. Yep. So, Yeah. But just for little things, <laughs> just for some things, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but um, but this was 
this was fun. Like the, I, I read the f- first four issues. I, it might actually go six issues. Now that I was looking a little more into it, it, it might might go two more issues. I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah. it's really fun. And like I said, if um, it picks up right after the events of the movie, so it's like you're almost getting a little bit of extra movie. Yeah, which is kind of cool. And um, the uh, the writing is really solid. The art is really good, and you know, I, I know we've on this show we kind of have a love hate relationship with comics based on TV or movie properties because sometimes the artists they, they either look nothing like the characters or or like you know their film or television counterparts or it looks like they're just like screen captured. Yeah. Um, I don't have the artists in front of me, but they do a really great job of realizing the the looks of the characters without making it look like they're just tracing, you know, pictures. Yeah. So that 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 went a long way. Yeah, I was uh, looking at some of the art on the website, on the IDW site. Um, it looks good. Um, anyway, should I do a, uh, should I do a transition here? Sure. Okay. Um, so we'll go from talking about man's bold, bold journey into space. Now we're going to talk about, um, aliens bold journey to earth (laughs) with motor girl. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not good at those transitions. But anyway. You are doing fine. I try. Um, <laughs> so I think I did talk about Motor Girl months ago with issue one. I didn't really know what I thought of it. Um, but um, issue three had a lot of good um, exposition going on. So I felt like I should bring it back and talk talk about it some more. But uh, um, just this is Terry Moore's book um, from Infamous for uh, Strangers in Paradise and numerous other projects. Um, we find out a couple things. One, Motor Girl does occur in the Strangers in Paradise universe um, in the cast. You know his his uh, extended cast of characters. Um, and uh, so anyway, this story is about this girl who kind of runs like a repair shop out in the middle of the desert and she has this ape that helps her fix things and and work and uh in the first issue her and the ape were visited by aliens and the aliens needed their ship fixed and uh so she kind of helped them out well now they seem to be keep coming back to her. So the first two issues, I thought, like, this book's a joke. Like, it's going to be kind of a, you know, Terry Moore is known for doing some cartoony stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, this is going to be one of those books. Um, This is not going to be one of those books, because in this issue, uh, it opens up with, um, she's at the doctor, and 
her in the and her pal, the ape, are in the waiting or you know are in the um, room where the doctor will see her as a patient. Um, and this is when you find out that the ape is not real. Um, this is the first time in three issues that they've actually, in, you know, made it clear that the ape is actually a figment of her imagination. And, um, hmm. okay. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Okay. So this isn't some weird cartoony book maybe because now, and, um, they talk about how, um, she, the doctor's, you know, given her a physical examination and, um, finds all this scarring on her back and, uh, you know, like what happened. And she's like, it's from an Iraqi prison. So then you find out that she was actually in the Marines and she's still suffering, uh, you know, from what happened to her there. And, um, so that, that actually the, this ape manifestation is something that comforts her, um, for the, you know, for so, the post-traumatic. Yeah, oh, the, sorry. For the post-traumatic stress. Okay, yeah. So it's it's a like a just a coping mechanism. Yeah, it's like a manifestation kind of thing. Um, and she said, uh, I don't know if she says. Oh, it just said she basically was in this prison in Iraq, and they said that they hit her. They hit her every day for ten months, and. Um, and then they said, did you receive medical attention after captivity? She said, nine weeks in the hospital in a year of rehab. And she's and the doctor says, that's a lot to go through alone. And she's like, I wasn't alone. And then they sh- the ape is sitting there with her again. And she's like, I was mm-hmm. never alone. So it's like she's really got this psychosis thing. So then um, they cut away, and you finally find out they're, they're in the previous issues – you know, a couple of guys showed up basically trying to buy the land from the old lady that owns the repair shop. The old lady's the connecting character to the Strangers of Paradise. Um, she oh. doesn't want to sell it. Yeah. I, saying, I, I heard that there was a connection to Strangers in Paradise. Right. The old lady is actually Francine's aunt, I believe, um, from Strangers. And, uh... And and he because he actually shows that in the at the back of the issue the reference to uh, that issue of SIP we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the old lady's like in that callback to uh, Strangers in Paradise number twenty two, the last comment on the pages she's like, "You see any UFOs up there?" So like this you know the old granny lady uh, you know she's she's basically believes. You know, the Area 51 kind of stuff. But anyway, they, uh, they have been getting pressure, pressured to sell their land and the old lady won't sell it. Um, and we find out that it's actually some guy that has a rocket ship and he wants the land to do his test, um, to look for alien visitation, like aliens visiting. And, um, but at this point, you know, I'm reading it and I'm thinking like, well, if the monkey's not real, maybe she's now manifesting these aliens as well. Um, the two guys that show up to uh, kind of strong arm her, like they were going to bust in at night and kidnap her, kidnap Motor Girl. The one mm-hmm. dude actually gets abducted by the aliens. 
while they're out in the desert, like, trying to sneak up on the house. And uh, the other dude turns around, he's like, uh... And he, like, looks up, and there's a ship flying off. So basically, in the beginning of the issue, they convince you that the ape's not real, but at the end of the issue, they convince you that the aliens are real. And I was like, this was a really well-written comic book. Huh. Yeah. Because I'm like, now the, you know, now we know she's got a backstory. She doesn't know what's real, you know, and I think she even acknowledges that maybe the ape isn't real, but she doesn't care. Like, you know, it's something because it's a coping thing that she doesn't, she doesn't, um, call it out, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I think maybe she thinks that the aliens are just an extension of, of her own psychosis. Um, but it appears that they're real. So I was like, this is a really interesting book. All Terry, Terry Moore, you've done it again. Yeah, I'm like, damn you, Terry Moore. <laughs> you always get me. So, And, you know, of course, the art is, you know, he's one of my favorite artists. So. Oh, right. But, uh, well, you but know, yeah, yeah, it's really interesting stuff. So, I, I'll, I'll admit, I haven't read a lot of his, his stuff. I read... Echo. Echo was confusing to me. Yeah, but I, 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 I read that whole series and I, I enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah. I read a little bit of Rachel Rising. And yeah. I read a little bit of Strangers in Paradise. Never really got into it. Um, I think I just came along at the wrong time for that. But right. What I do remember is that he had a way of taking ordinary events and just like turning them on their head. Yeah, and just making something extraordinary out of it. Yeah, and that's that's what it appears to be with this one. That he's taken he's taken a slow road approach to get to the good stuff. So I, I'm actually now I'm like, all right, this is gonna this is gonna have that nice build up, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm like sweet. <laughs> So yeah, I give it a, I give it a thumbs up. Looking forward to the next one. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so another another series I caught up on was from Valiant Entertainment, and I don't think this series ties in at all with anything else that Valiant is doing right now. It's it's called uh, Britannia. Oh, yeah. And it's um, how do I explain it? It is it's a story set in ancient Rome, but it's a story of a detective, basically like the world's first detective, who is a um like an ancient Roman hard-boiled investigator and he's a he's a former uh like centurion like a roman centurion he's a soldier i guess he he's always a soldier but he he was like a a a hero you know he's fought a lot of wars and he was tasked to uh rescue um there's this group of women that were kind of 
they were called the the Vestal Virgins, and this is mm. a, a real part of ancient Roman history. And they were, you know, um, this group of women actually were at the very heart of like they were uh, like like the political and religious center of Rome. And one of their sisters was kidnapped by this demon worshiping cult and this uh, centurion uh, what's his name uh, Antonius Axia okay he he goes to rescue her and in the process you know of, um, his his mind his his essence not his essence but like basically he he gets I mean his mind is just like fractured he he comes away. He, he rescues this woman, but in the process, his his mind is just devastated. Um, in a way to re- repay him, they, the Vestal Virgins, help rehabilitate his mind. And in doing so, um, part of the process of doing so was allowing him access and to their their sacred texts and their their writings, which spelled out like how like the um why men do what they do their their wants their desires their motivations and so he comes away you know he's he's made whole again but now he has this knowledge of how to look at people and so he's kind of different you know again this is you know the the thought of like the idea of investigating you know, it was not even, uh, you know, this this was not a thing back then. So he kind of yeah. becomes uh, the emperor's detective, or, you know, they, they call him a detectioner. And so he, he gets sent on all these weird missions, like, or, or tasks, or missions, or jobs, whatever you want to call them. And... And in this story, um, the first th- this four issue story, which I believe they're actually doing a follow up story coming out this year, but he is sent to the land of called Britannia, okay. where um, a group of Roman centurions are being murdered, and they they don't know what's happening. There's this you know this um, part of you know the army has moved to Britannia. Um, they're being slaughtered, like not as a group, but like just one by one, like they're finding their soldiers murdered and they don't know what's going on. Yeah. So they send, um, Antonius and his, um, and his man, like he has a slave basically, but like, it's kind of, it's, it's almost like it's his Alfred, (laughs) (laughs) um, who's also, he's a slave, but he's also a soldier and, they go to investigate and it was fascinating. It was, it was something I've never really read before, like a detective story set in ancient Rome. Yeah. And, but it's more than that. There's, there's some horror to it. There's like a horror element to it. Um, a little bit of fantasy, but at the end of the day, it's, it's still, it's, it reads as historical fiction and Hmm. it's really cool. And it was, it's written by Peter Milligan yeah, who has um, a long history of you know doing work for Vertigo, and he did um, um, 
X Force and X Statics when they did that status quo change. Right. And he worked with um, Mike Allred, and right. he 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 does like these kind of out there concepts. And this was <laughs> it was really interesting. It was a really great read, and the art was by Juan Jose Rip, who for a long time did a lot of uh, um, Avatar comics. He mm. he's like this highly detailed artist and he um when he was working at avatar he did a lot of like gore comics oh, yeah. and not that there's no gore in these comics but the amount of detail that he draws into ancient rome is nothing short of just amazing <laughs> and but it doesn't re- like look like oh here's a Here's a, a boring book about ancient Rome. It's real. I mean, it, like the the art and the story really work well together. And I don't even want to, you know, I, I don't want to go too far into it because I think leaving it off as, you know, ancient Roman detective goes to investigate the murder of Roman centurions, yeah. I think kind of sells itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um. That's yeah. That's pretty much it. It's it, short and, to, and sweet and to the point. It's um, it's a book worth checking out, and they're There's, coming out with a uh, a second series, I believe, this year. So, I it's only just, four issues. Yeah, I just checked out the uh, preview pages on ValiantUniverse.com, and yeah, it looks really good. Mm. I can see where you know it's got yeah, it comes out quick out of the gates and hooks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> hooks you hooks you quick. Definitely. So, yeah, we'll have to check it out. Nice. And then, um, you didn't you you said you didn't have anything else, right? Uh no, no. Okay. Because no. I, I I just no. have I, I have one more, and then we can we can close it up. Okay. Um, so this was a book that just came out last week. It's called Curse Word Curse Words Curse Words Curse Words <laughs> Curse Words Number One. Charles Soule. Yeah. Soule. Charles, Charles Soule. 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 Yeah, it's basically, Soule. it's it's Soul. Just I always want to say Soule. Soule. It's like yeah. Souffle. Yeah, Souffle. Charles Souffle. Yeah. And uh, art by uh, Jordan Boyd and Ryan Brown. And um, this, I, um, I wasn't really sure what to make of this at first. In fact, I had to read it twice because I kind of was distracted reading it the first time and I was actually like, ah, this kind of, I don't really like this book. It kind of sucks. <laughs> but then, you know, but then I got to the last, last few pages. I'm like, well, wait a second. Hold on. So I went back and reread it and actually paid attention to what I was reading. I was like, this is pretty cool. Okay. This would, this is uh this is really a, a fun story. So it opens up with this. Uh, this wizard who uh, appears in New York City and he has a little like animal helper with him, like a, like a talking rat. And um, no one really seems to notice him. I think he's, he's um, cloaked in a certain way and he is, um, he, he's uh, kind of setting up shop. You don't know really what he's doing, but you could tell it's nothing really good. Cause he's like gathering, things to make uh you know for his spells and he's like he turned a um 
a uh, police officer on a horse. He turned him into like a glass statue in the middle of the park, and he's kind of like he's kind of a dick. Uh, you're not really sure what's going on, but uh, but you, you get the idea that he like he was kind of sent there to do something really bad to our to our our world, and he's got. Um, but throughout the first half of the book, you see that he's, this isn't something he does overnight. He's, he's there for a couple of weeks preparing and gathering what he needs to do this. So he, he's in this, um, he kind of has, uh, taken over this abandoned building and he's getting ready to cast this spell. And he, he happens to look down, I guess it overlooks like a park, maybe Central Park, who knows? And he he sees this young couple like sunbathing and just having a good time. And he stops, he caps the potion, and he, you kind of realize that he's he's become embedded a little bit. Like he's been, even though he's been preparing to cast this awful spell for a few weeks, he's also been living in New York City, mm. and he has decided that he's going to start being good. Like he, he shows up and he, like he, he kind of reappears again, but he, like he, his first act is to appear and he doesn't hide the fact that he is casting magic. He's a wizard. He, uh, he reappears at this, the, the statue. Well, what people think is a statue of a police officer on a horse he reverses his spell, and the the horse and the police officer come back to life, and they're like, "What? What happened?" You know. So now, like the entire world knows that he is this wizard, and you know, he 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 almost makes off like a superhero. He says, um, "I'm here to help." Uh. So, and he like he flies off, and and then there's just like this funny montage where he's doing good deeds, but he also like gets a wardrobe makeover and his he gets his hair cut and he's kind of cool looking and he's he's making money he's 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 kind of a wizard for hire but he has three rules um no cures no wars and no love which means Mm. he won't like they're like he won't like i guess he won't cure your cancer and he Mm. won't start you know he won't if you're if you're warring with another country he won't turn all the he won't turn the army into a bunch of frogs right and he won't make your next door neighbor fall in love with you right stuff like that but he'll do other things like you know for i guess for the right price um well the but then you know you find out things aren't so great when another wizard shows up from the world that he comes from because he didn't do the job he was supposed to do so <laughs> So you get a, and you get a little bit of, uh, you know, some. Um, what was I going to say? The uh, a little bit of commentary from his from his home world or his home uh, realm or whatever you want to call it dimension. They can kind of see what's going on, like, and so they're going to send you know, more people and they're going it, to, it, it's just, it was a lot of fun. It was like the first issue was like this, just kind of like crazy modern fantasy, but you know, being set in New York city, 
people were like, oh, that's cool. We got a wizard. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like people were both enthralled by it, but also like, ah, okay, New York City. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> of course we have one. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it, it was a fun first issue. I'm gonna I'm probably gonna keep reading it. Nice. And um, like I said, it was completely different from the first time I like when I, when I read it the first time. I was like, I don't have any idea what's going on. This is dumb. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> and then I reread it. I'm like, no, I'm dumb. <laughs> but Curse Words number one, definitely check it out. Nice. So yeah, I think I'm all I'm all tapped out. I have uh, I haven't read enough enough variety. I need more variety. Well, but, yeah, you gave me some got some good ones. Gets you some stuff to look at, and yeah, got the access to the uh, the the new stuff we we're getting from IDW, <laughs> which is awesome. Thank Another you, I, IDW. Yeah, and then I know where to find it now. Yeah, that always helps. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anything else we need to talk about? Um, no, I think we're good. I think uh, I have, I haven't actually put my hat into the ring, but uh, I know the um, we'll give it one more shout out to the New Dimension Comics. They're having a their annual Butler show up at the mall in Butler, PA. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, that's coming up. Uh, yeah, that's coming up on the 12th? No. The 11th of February. So, so yeah, I, have, I haven't decided yet, but I might actually set up for that. Okay. I may go. So, it's always, a, it's such a small little thing. It's sort of, a, you know, the mall's like a little... You know, bump of a mall, and uh, but it's fun to hang out with everybody and just sit there for the day and sure talk about comics. So, um, so yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Okay, cool. All right, well, I so. guess we can we can close up shop here. So this has been episode two forty one of Comic Book Pit. I'm Dan. And I'm the Duke. And we will see you next time. All right.